episode 21 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about deception games. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Adam and Aaron discuss playing deception games. I can't stand deception games, and I've been known to stubbornly tell the truth while playing them, so without further ado, I'll turn it over to Aaron and Adam talking about how much they like lying. that smell smells like something's on fire is it your pants oh yes liar liar pants on fire today we're talking about lying deception trickery how to in board games in board games oh in board games right not well hang on let me change my notes not lying deception trickery and outside of life so this is our type of game that we play sparsely i would say we mostly play games with kelly who hates deception games and i play them more during I played a lot of games online with people from around the world during this pandemic. Pandemic, right. Some examples of lying games that I played this way would be like uh, Werewolf. I played a lot of Werewolf. Mm. It's a hidden identity. You're kind of lying about who you are, maybe trying to represent you or something that you're not. Coup is a game that you and I play a lot. Oh, and we played in group Coup. scenarios. That is, that is, you know, a deception game also, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to give information that may not be true. In fact, you really can't tell people what you are actually in that game. No. Necessarily. I think it'd be such a liability. I, I think there's very few combinations of Coup cards where you can just be like, yeah, I'm the Duke and the Assassin. Come get me. Yeah, because they will. So let's talk about some things. You and I really like these types of games. I, I love to play deception games. I think we play differently. Mm-hmm. We don't play a lot of deception games, but I still manage to get a lot of deception in our gaming space. You do do that more than I do, for sure. Yeah. So. And some of it's not like intentional, right? Like I'm just... I just want to win a lot, and then I... Most of my deception in non-deception games isn't inaccurate information. It's just incomplete information. It's just... I feel like when you say things like that, you should have to say, now, Your Honor, it wasn't actually <laughs> lying. It was simply lacking. Like, it, see, it feels like that. It feels like we're in a courtroom. Why well, is that wasn't lying? It is, it is lying, but there's just a difference between completely wrong information and incomplete information, though both would be considered a lie by some circles. So I think that, and this gets to what I think maybe is a very distinct difference maybe we have, and, but other people probably have too, is I think deception games are super fun only when all people are on the same page, know exactly what's going on. It's why I like Werewolf and some of those hidden identity games, especially playing online. We play with a lot of people sometimes, and whoever was hosting would say, hey, everybody, look, this is a game of lying. You're going to be lied to. That is the point of the game. No one's lying to you to hurt your feelings or anything like that. Like, we still want to be nice. We want to be respectful to everybody. Understand, though, that, like, that is the point of the game. Right, right. Feel free to lie yourself, you know? Like, that's not part of the dynamic. Well, that's not super fun if three people came to play a game of honesty and just, you know, helpfulness, and one person's there trying to trick everybody. Now, we expect it from you, so in our group, like, there's always that right. undertow of that. I think I mostly agree with that sentiment, although I will say, on the rare occasions when Kelly does play a deception game with us, she somehow manages to beat us, even though we know she's not going to engage in deception. Correct. Very often. It actually kind of shows that maybe you don't have to lie. And yeah. I think maybe that's a good rule for life. But I also think part of the fun of playing Exception Game is the lying. Yeah, I, I can tell you there's lines. nothing more infuriating to me than losing coup to Kelly. Luckily, she refused to play. <laughs> because if you lose coup to Kelly, what it means is, oh, you're working so damn hard. And all I had to do was tell you the truth. And it, you know what? It sucks. 
Yeah, that card game too, right? Where you're having to play the numbers. Yeah. What's that game? Boy, I should probably know what game you're talking about. I I have three threes. I have four fives. Is it called BS? Yeah. Yeah, it's called BS. So Kelly and I infamously, this is before we were like super into board gaming. We were maybe dating like for two years and we play a game of BS. And I'll, I'll try to keep the story quick, but in a nutshell, I basically lied my way into the perfect thing in BS, which is, oh... For the next three rounds, I'm going to be able to get rid of three cards and not tell a lie. And I did that by lying, and it was great. However, Kelly refused to tell to, to not tell a lie, so when it was her turn to play queens, I'm coming next with kings, she just said, I have no queens, I'll take the pile. And then the rule set we were playing at that day reset it, so now I was due for queens. Turns out Kelly picked up four queens in the pile, and I lost because she refused to lie, and I would have won, and it's infuriating. Still mad about it. It's been it's been fifteen years. Not fifteen years. It's been twelve years. It's a good story. It is a good reminder for life. Honesty beats not honesty. But in the game of deception, how do you games, do it, Adam? How do you how do you deceive? Uh, so I have a few different things. It depends on if I'm with people I know. It's very different than people I don't. Right. Night and day. Difference. Fair enough. Tactics of hidden identity games. I like to act like I don't know how to play the game. Oh, this lot. is numero uno. My favorite thing to do in a new group. Turns out I can't quite pull it off. Too much hubris. See, I feel like I can pull it off. If I, I'll stop the games and be like, guys, I don't know how to ask a question without like giving anything <laughs> away. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like if you stop the game and do that, it's very good deception tactic. Oh, I mean, and if you've played any kind of werewolf, that's the type of person you want to keep alive, no matter what side you're on, because you just know you can get them later. Except you can't. Yeah. Also, and this is kind of I would say my golden rule for playing deception games is to be super nice. And to make sure people are having fun. And that seems weird. I think it makes everything else I do more effective and honestly more harmless, which is the best, right? If I can be more effective at lying and also everyone has a good time, that's that's the end all win for me. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a kind of a skill I lack. I acknowledge that like, especially in a game where like people will get carried away or people will get upset that they've been lied to, even though that's what they signed up for. Um, I think if you're pleasant and if you're funny, usually I'll try to be pretty funny. And, you know, during those games, because I think, you know, maybe you play the game more than once and you do get those like revenge kills and werewolf. You do get those yeah. moments where people just are going to carry that stuff with you. So if you're going to, unless you know, you're never playing with this group again, I like to keep a good game over game rapport. Yeah, and I think those social hidden things games they're I'm really good at them the first time I play with a group because I'm pretty good at social manipulation. But the problem is it's a you, I don't play the long game well in those things. Like what happens to me? Like we had a retreat. We played Mafia. Right. So we played Mafia on a retreat in college. I was on the winning team. Like the first six times I played, it was great. We were and I was like in it. Like I wasn't laying low or anything like that. Like we were just having a ton of fun. It's great times. And then they just killed me first every time for the rest of ever. Yep. Because they got sick of me winning and manipulating. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, well, you know, you can't be, because you can't be, in some deception games, you can't be too good at deception because then you're just, you're just, you're not good at the game anymore because you're a risk. Absolutely. And I do like, you know, that, that kind of leads into, and I don't mind losing in the same way. Like, I'm fine to lose. I want it to be an experience. I want it to be fun, typically more than anything, especially with a deception game. Taking just a crazy move, like just a crazy big move. Uh, I remember I was playing this one game of Werewolf where I think round, the very first sentence, like after everyone had their roles, everyone did the thing. I think I, remember I was like, let's just see what happens. I'm a werewolf. Let's play this out. Something like that where you just yeah. like do something wild and like, let's see how this goes. You know, just do something so off the wall that no one's planning on that people scramble. 
you have part of a good deception game is messing up other people's ideas and plans completely. The more you can derail them, the better off you're going to be, regardless of how whatever you're saying, regardless of how reasonable or ridiculous it is. Right. And I think sometimes what happens in those deception games is people start to not have fun because they realize that while they did sign up to play this line game, like if you find yourself playing with someone who's going to make you kind of uncomfortable and get out of your, your zone like that, like, and I think you're pretty sensitive to this and will like switch gears if people are getting upset, but like that can be upsetting because you're like, oh, oh, I just wanted to say I'm a wolf or I'm not a wolf, but now we're doing all these meta games and uh, I don't like it. Oh, absolutely. And there are, uh, there was one time, I think, real early on, I like to just charge in on these kind of games. It's kind of set the pace, at least. Um, and I think it was a game of Werewolf, and I think in round one, I was like, I'm the seer, and I named just a random person. Right. So and so and so is a werewolf. Like, the first sentence of the game, and the person, I, afterwards, she was like, why did you pick me? I'm like, literally no reason no, like just yeah. you got to pick somebody and you just got to be confident about it and stuff but yeah so then the rest of her game is just trying to defend and she was not a werewolf at all like you right. know just yeah. certainly try to defend that the entire time but she great sport about it it was a really great group and stuff but yeah read the room read the group is more important than with other games for sure yeah especially if you're playing with people you don't know or it's a, it's a new setting but I, I would say that social manipulation games for the the reason i mentioned before where i don't really like I, I like going all out i don't like trying to shoot the middle and be just good enough to not to go be, below detection so in basically every one of those style of games ever if you've played with me more than five times i basically am worthless okay so and, you're just and i like being got good bag yeah. of tricks I have a bag of yeah. tricks. You're anyway, but you just start to be like, no, 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 no. Sure, we're not listening to Hague. It's like you guys. It's like you won't trade with me in Catan. Like it's fine. Bro, I don't trade much in Catan, but that's a different podcast. But um, yeah, you're right. You and and I very much want to play the same deception game for the next thirty years with people and still enjoy it. Like yeah, I yeah. try to adapt the tricks on that. But let's talk about some like specific maneuvers because I've got a couple really yeah timing I think versus other games. Like if you just sit and think for a while on a game, right? Like, whatever. But in a deception game, thinking time matters. Absolutely, it does. And so I think to the world out there, if you're like, hey, how do I get better at this? Change your timing. Or, or be aware of your or, timing. Or don't change your timing. Figure out how long it takes you to make your longest decision and take that long every time. That is not how I've ever played those games, and that's great advice. Like, yeah. I'm no, I'm usually swinging the timing of taking a long time sometimes, and then... It's like, so, I mean, I don't use poker for everything, but, like, if you do a fast call in poker, right, it oh, indicates yeah. certain things versus Absolutely. if you have to, like, really think about it. It's that same idea, right? If I can make a fast decision, even if it's not right, and in those kind of games, there's a lot of benefit to it. Right. Absolutely there is. And I feel like there's been times when we're playing coup where, like, you'll put me into a tough decision spot. And I'd be better off to do a random action than to take the time to think about it to let you know that you've put me in a tough spot. Because that that's all indicating something, right? You don't yeah. have to take a long time if you have XYZ cards. You're like, oh. So I now know that you don't have this. Or, or then you get into inception math is what right. I lovingly call this, where Aaron knows that that's a tell. So then he does it not actually doing it so then you're double bluffing and then you spin the top to see which reality you're even living in anymore <laughs> nope it's really good but yeah i think timing is kind of the root of if you can control that whether it's consistency or forcing inconsistency mm -hmm. intentionally taking longer or intentionally taking a shorter amount of time even if it's not as ideal is yeah. a great way to start honing that skill 
in certain games, it's cool to find a randomizer thing. And I, I don't do this because usually it's not that deep for me. But if I was playing a game that was where I like really needed to win, like in a more serious, not just, hey, I'm playing with my friends and I want to win kind of way, find something in your environment and randomize your move timing. Like when your, wa when your watch hits an even number, then you go fast. And when it hits a slow number, you go slow. That can be kind of fun. Oh, you know, I've never thought about that either. So I don't yeah. do this all it's, the time. It's different approaches. I, I usually want to make a very intentional approach, regardless of whether it's right or wrong in there. But yeah, I like your idea of just how do you create some other, what's the, the hand of the market, you know, controlling yeah. your moves. Yeah, I think the one of the things, I'll go, my biggest tip in a deception game is if you can manage it, hide your information from yourself sometimes. Which means, like, sometimes, like, you're not going to be able to avoid giving a bluff or a tell. Like, someone's going to know what you have based on how you behave. But if you just neglect to look at the information that you're owed, but don't tell people that you've done that, then you have to just make shit up. And you're like, okay, I'm not going to look at my cards. I'm going to act as if my cards are this and that. And uh, we'll see what happens. And, you know, that can be very deceptive uh, when used sparingly. Yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah, there are some games that allow for it or not right. a little differently on that. But, yeah, when you can, you, you, you have to be good at it if you don't know, right? Right, so. like in Werewolf, you can't just not look at your card. You're like, well, there's not enough <laughs> right. werewolves. There's not enough werewolves. Oh, I, I like, in a deception game, I like half-truths a lot. Yeah, you do. Yeah, so, I, you in, know. In games, you like half-truths a lot. Well, that's actually how I'll work out, yeah, deception in games that aren't really about deception. Especially with people who like didn't know a game as well as I do, so it's like mean and somewhat predatory. But so, so I try not to be this way. But you just um, you might point out the, the the second most optimal strategy to them. Oh yeah, that's that's a different thing. So I mean, <laughs> no, that's okay. If we're gonna just so there's something else that you'll do that I will fall for disproportionately, and then I'm furious <laughs> when I do. I don't know what this is. I've been waiting all week. Oh, it's when you act upset like you made a mistake. And you didn't, oh. just so then the heat's off of you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think games been put away before, so <laughs> <laughs> you you know where you're yeah, like, oh, like you like you miss something, and you didn't miss anything at all. I mean, you're just like deflecting. Yeah, I, I will. Yeah, sometimes I'll do that. Now, in fairness, I've also never seen you do it in a deception game, only on like a friendly game. No, yeah, we'll do it like on a. Yeah, I don't do that in a deception game. I. I'm usually trying to keep things too close to the vest. Right. It's not a bad move though. I've never I don't think I've ever done it either. Like yeah. to actually act like you've made a mistake. Yeah, it's that's still tough sometimes. It's it's pretty solid in a regular game though, to act and then you just and, and it doesn't do anything like you don't get any benefit other than not being the target. Yeah, it's a big benefit. If there's a social if it's a social interaction game, not being the target is pretty important. Yeah. I'll call out and Kelly will talk about me for this one. If someone's beating me in points, but I have like an engine raring to go, and I know that I'm about to shoot past them, I'll take that moment to point out that they're winning. Yeah, your your identification of who's winning is definitely a yeah. What it most often means is I'm about to score a bunch of points. Right, I'm about to win. <laughs> is really what it's become the the banner raising moment of of hey, let me wave the I'm about to win flag. Yeah, I think in terms of like deception methods, like if you're playing a game, like what are some other like go-to strategies that you have to like keep people off your your trail in a deception game so being distract seeming like i'm distracted and i'm not oh yeah this is good is a thing now i also feel like i can engage in conversations with an entire room of people and depending on the game those games i can't do it with but there's a lot if i'm familiar with the game where i'll do that and so then i think and that kind of, I guess, is timing of things, right? Where it's just, there's a belief that you have no idea what's going on in the game. And, and that's more of even of an assumption, I think, right? Like, I'm not, 
I'm not even directly presenting it. I'm just simply doing a bunch of other stuff. But usually I do that when I know exactly what's going on in the game, or I know what my next three moves are. And, and then you just kind of make these you can see a loop, seem a loop, fast right. offhand moves. I think kind of related to kind of people's perception, but in the other direction, I'm always going to be tuned in into a deception game into what my trust uh, I like to call it like trust equity. That's how I like to think of it. So anytime you're playing a deception game with someone, everyone knows the deception game, you have a certain amount of trust equity with a person and you need to know what that is and where the turning point is. Because the, the best situation for you is to use all of your trust equity in lying. And then as soon as you lose all your trust equity, you just tell the truth nonstop. And, and if you kind of understand how much trust the people in the room have for you, you can really kind of just get them going left when you're going right and vice versa. That's interesting. Yeah, how are you tracking that? Uh, just just responsiveness. Like like sometimes it's easy to know, and sometimes it's not easy to know. But like a lot of times, if I feel like it's about to swing, like I feel like I've lost their trust, and they think I'm bluffing all the time, I'll do a big bluff and reveal it. And if if they get like kind of unsettled or whatever, then I'm like, yep, truth from here on out. And even though they know that I should switch to only telling the truth because I showed the big bluff, so a lot of people won't make the adjustment. Gotcha. So you just think if you can pivot, yeah, faster or differently than the right. opponents that's your advantage point and you yeah, know yeah. that and they don't yeah, yeah yeah and like sometimes there's some feel to it like when i'm playing with you especially i know that you're not going to just blindly like the trust equity only works for some types of people i think you're going to be if the if your opponent has the the inception level in, in mind it doesn't work as well because you're going to know that that's what i'm doing or or you're going to get a sense that like i'm i i'm liable to switch up my habits in the middle of a game and so you're you're going to be kind of onto that a little bit it's going to be harder to kind of figure out but i think a lot of times you can just get a sense of how they're responding to you you know and you want to do it let you want to be less reliant on your assumption if they seem to be waffling over every decision because you're not gonna be able to predict which way they waffle like right if they're if they're like holding it up and really kind of torn like they could go either way you don't know you don't you don't know but you get a feeling like there's a there's and honestly i don't think i can do it like Online games, I don't think I'd be able to do it. Like you have to be in the room, and like people will sit up in their chair or what. They'll like get into a defensive or posture. On camera still, I'm not saying yeah. it's the same as in person, but you're still yeah. picking up on yeah some depending on yeah the, the situation. It kind of in line with that, but a little different is trusting people really early and communicating that you trust them. Yeah, in a deception game, it's 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 interesting what that does. Like if someone says to me, like you know what, I 100% believe you. It just changes the course of the interaction, I feel like, in future moves. Well, and I think that's going to happen. Like, if you did that to me, I'd be like, hmm, liar. Yeah, but that you and I are, yeah. we're, we're seasoned to each other's, like, you oh, know, Don't give me this, don't give me, don't give me this, don't give me this BS in here. Like, yeah. yeah, but if you show up to, like, a group or a newer group and stuff, and you, you know, you, you, if you put a lot of trust out there, I feel like it's easier for you to well, I think, get yeah. that trust, whether or not you actually deserve it or not later. Yeah, I think trust engenders trust, and, like, you know, I think that, that's a really good point. I think, you know, I, I, honestly, I think it'd be interesting to see because you and I kind of go about deception games a lot differently. And, and I, I think in a lot of ways, your strategies, I, I mean, I, I find it difficult to play deception games with you, especially like when you do the thing where you're like, oh, I'm the wolf. Now I have to wait for more information because I honestly, I don't know. Right. Because really, I'm saying nothing. Right. Because, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I'm, it's anybody that's like, because no one can believe me. And I think that's why I like those moves is that I'm doing, I might as well say, anything it's as equally valuable as anything else there's right. no way for anyone to know if i'm lying or telling the truth other than those that have that information already right but it puts a weird shift on the game now well i, I, because I think now there you, is something out there it puts you in an offensive position i i think a lot can be gained in those social those social deception games from watching people trying to make a decision about who they can trust and I feel like when you're trying to determine who the other two werewolves are, you're responding to doubt differently than when you're trying to figure out 
uh, who, who, who's the seer or who's the citizen, you know, cause you know, when you're the wolf, you, you have more information, right? You just know who the other wolves are. What? And yeah. And that everyone else is a non-wolf. Well, yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, a, <laughs> that is true. Cause if you're, a, if you're a citizen, you don't know shit. And now there are like complicated things with that. Like there's like sometimes people that will like show up as a wolf or people that can like turn into wolves mid game. Like there's, oh. there's crazy levels of werewolf that now like are out there. There's ones where you can come back from the dead. Even if you've died, if a vampire bites you and a vampire always dies like a werewolf and like so much math where I don't, I don't know how to maneuver through that. Those are ones where I'm just along for the ride watching what's happening what about so i have have a question while we're talking about deception games like let's talk about like deception in games where it it might be like you talked about everyone being on the same page like are you allowed to break a treaty in risk i haven't played risk in a long time i would say no yeah i i I tend to agree with you i think you you can't break a treaty in risk i also think that it's fine like in those kind of games where i don't know i'm not against a conversation in the beginning and people that play differently than me don't like to do this where if it's like, look, we're all on the same page with this, right? Like, before we play the game, before we get to yeah. these, like, magical end-game things, like, what is our rule? Just kind of like when you sit down and play Monopoly, right? Everyone's got their, hey, how do you guys play? How do you, how do you play free parking? How do you oh, play yeah. landing on go? Like, those kind of rules where I think that's fine. And I'll ask, because I, I, play, I play with strangers more than I think other people in this variant hex group. Right. Typically, and it's I do a lot of hey, how do you guys approach this? Right. How do you look at this? You know, are we? Is it everybody for themselves? Is it we stick to that line pretty good? Like so that you know, just ask. If you don't know where people are at, just ask. Right. Now, if you ask them middle of the game, are you okay if I lie to you right now? Well, that might be a bit showing your hand. But boy, wouldn't that be a good move if you weren't? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, that's, that's 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 interesting. Um, and I think. I don't have like a good way to categorize it in terms of like ways that are good to like deceive people in games where where it might be acceptable. But I think like a game like Hanami Koji is a is a good example of it's a hidden information game that can then be sort of a deception game in terms of like what you have or what you don't have or and and I think basically in all these games where your opponent needs to assume something about your information, I think it's good to lie very sparingly, but to mix in lies. Like engage in a play that will lead your opponent to think you have something, but you don't have it. But you can't do it all the time because basically, by definition, you're doing something suboptimal for your for the, your actual cards when you're doing that. And the value is in them doing something more suboptimal in response. Right. I think that's... I would put that as a deception-based game. Hanami Koji. Because you're right. Yeah. Because anytime you're making indications to an opponent, there's usually a value to falsely or correctly indicating something. Right. And... So I, I think you that would be one that, I mean, not that you couldn't play it completely at surface value, but I don't think the game was even designed for that, right? Like, right. a lot of the rule books will even say, I don't know if that one yeah. does specifically, you uh, know. I, I guess the reason I call Hanami Koji not not strictly deceptive is because there's enough times when, when you can kind of, you know, run the ball. I don't know why I brought a fo- football metaphor in here. You can basically telegraph what you're doing and it not matter because the cards are either so good or so bad in your favor. You can hit a ground right through the goalposts for sure. I mean that but, is that yeah. is incorrect. But yeah, I think I see what you mean. I, and that's a good point, right? I think deception games you don't always have to lie. Right. So I think a game that has that as an element of the game, you don't need to do, it. and that's one where you don't need to do it and you can still win. But I think it is built into the information structure of it. Yeah, and I think I think in general the overall advice in deception game is don't lie too much. You will not have a good go of it. 
And I think that so here. OK, so here's a question. Right. So Catan, let's talk about that. Oh, OK. So if I said, hey, do you have any brick? And Ooh. you say, no, I don't. Now, I think there's a rule in Catan that you're not allowed to offer something you don't have. So you'd have to speak interestingly. Well, and that's where you can say you don't have. And something. We've, I think, changed our language over that. Well, but like, no, if, if someone offers it, hey, would you trade a sheep for a brick or something? And you say, I don't have any brick, but then you actually do have brick. Oh, yeah. I think you're allowed to do that in Catan. I think what you can't say is, would you take a sheep for a brick? And if you don't have sheep, you're not allowed to do that. Correct. But I'm saying the other way around, you could. Where do you yeah. stand on that? Um, I don't care because I count the cards and I know what they have and don't have. So I think I care not at all, but I but think. In the, but in the but scheme I know that's of not the maybe we're asking. recording a podcast. That's about not this the subject. question you're asking me. Um, I, um, I think that's that's poor. That's I think that's poor sportsmanship. I think you have the right in Catan to, to say just no. So just say no. Like you don't have to reveal I, what you have. I have none for trade. I think is. Oh, I think that's perfect. kind of where we've gotten to say. Yeah. Like if you say I, I have none for trade or I'm not interested in the trade. I'll like, often I think, say yeah, I don't have any of that available, and that might mean I have two that I don't want to trade, or it might mean that I have none. Correct. Yeah, I think I think we've worked our own language out on that, but I think it's something that other groups maybe haven't yeah. haven't fine tuned it right. And then someone's like, oh, you lied because I played a monopoly. You did that. You know, like it, there's a whole lot of things with it. Um, but I think that structuring the words you use can also keep a game not becoming a deception game right? by right. just giving a more political answer, if nothing else, right? Just a very much like the, it's still accurate. You're not misleading anybody by saying that it is representing what's going on. Right. And I think that's, that's, that's kind of an interesting, an interesting question. But yeah, I think, I think in games where you have hidden cause you know, basically some games have rules that say that's hidden information. You don't, you know, during the course of the game, your victory points are not public information, right? So then, like, well, don't ask me how many victory points I have. In Catan, it's opposite. You know, your cards aren't public information, but your victory points absolutely are public information, except unless the ones they're hidden. Damn, <laughs> forgot about right. the victory point cards. <laughs> that's, that's all right. Yeah. As, a, as an indictment on my game playing style, I feel like I have a harder time talking about deception strategies because I feel like in the context of a game, I'm just kind of intuitively deceiving people. And I don't know how I do it all the time. Like the fact that you kind of talked about me like acting as though I made a mistake. Like that's not something I'm always doing, even intentionally. That's a different conversation yeah. thing. But yeah, that's yeah. You know, I think sometimes. Yeah, and, and obviously we all have tendencies that we do things. I mean, that's true for everybody, right? Well, we all. I, are just... I think sometimes it might not even be like. Uh, sometimes that might only seem like that. Like honestly, sometimes what happens is I was intending to do A. I've messed up and didn't get to A, but B was better. And I know uh, in the examples I'm speaking of. Oh, I was doing that purpose. When questioned about it, you said. Yeah, I was just doing that to try to throw you guys off. Oh, so, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. sometimes I'm doing it. That's fine. That's fine. And that's what, one other thing, another tactic that I kind of thought about during this conversation, too, was when you talk about, like, victory points or asking about things, mm -hmm. asking people lots of questions is a great strategy in deception games, right? It just asking, you know, not even accusatory, but just the more you can be fueling a conversation where you're not having to give answers and other people have to give answers is just good about anything. It just it'll both distract them from their focus, as well as maybe they make a mistake and, and say give you something. In coup, do you ever just are you ever just like looking at your opponent and be like, you really have that Duke? <laughs> no. Are you, are you lying to me right now? Are you are you telling so, the truth? You have the Duke. Are you lying to me? Um, uh, yeah. That's oh, now that's funny. now asking someone if they want a challenge is a thing that I used to do more. I used to kind of have that sort of volatile space, like if I was gonna lie i would challenge people when i was lying or wasn't lying to challenge me if challenge was a component of the game that's super fun and a little jerky so don't do it 
things. Um, I'm not gonna say I haven't done that. Oh yeah, I'm sure to you, a bunch. but like, yeah. I also think that's and it's a good thing, right? That's a good thing you brought up, right? Like there are natural inclinations we have as people, typically, right? right? So if we are put on the spot, it's the same thing when I said about asking questions. People are gonna want to be defensive immediately, right? right. And it goes back to, from what I understand, uh, tribal societies, if you were ever forced to speak publicly, it was because either you were the chief or you were on trial for death or exile as oh. a punishment. Because people just didn't stand up and make proclamations and things like that. Like, it just wasn't a thing. So it, that's what I've been told, at least, that that's the root of your public speaking and fear of these kind of interactions is because it's just wired into our social DNA oh, for that. That's crazy. And so, so, so yeah, some of the stuff we're talking about is hitting some of those primordial triggers in there. But I think it's also important to recognize when it's happening to you because it still is, right? If, if someone puts you on the spot and you're lying, some part of you is having a reaction, whether you show it or not. And I think it's good if you can recognize that in right. a game and not respond to it. And also just please never actually get upset in these games. Right. Like, you know, don't ever take it personally. It is just a game. And if you play with people that maybe you don't like the way they play, you know, I've played werewolf games where people are like yelling at each other and stuff. And it's like, that's not my jam. So like, but I'm not upset in the game. They can play whatever they want. I may not play with that group again. Right. You know, like that's kind of how I look at it. Like I just may not play this game or with these people if I don't like the way they play, even if I like the game. I think that like, but I think that's, it's important to kind of recognize that why these tactics work, why they're working for us. And the more you can manage that and understand that. And after a game's over, I mean, I'm always super honest about everything I did and why I did it. I do believe also in making people better. What I don't like are deception games where people are good at it and then they don't want people to be better at it. So they don't, they can always win that game. And then it's kind of like, I don't know. If you want to be the only good liar in a group, I think at some point. Well, and I think it's, that's not great. It's more fun. Like for me. Like, you and I will just chat. Like, we play a game of Hanami Koji. We'll talk about, like, oh, we chose this order, this move order in this way because of this situation and things like that. And what happens is the games get more fun because now we're kind of in each other's head. We have to go to a different level sometimes for strategy. And it just, we both get better at the same time. It's it's way better. I agree 100%. So, yeah, at the end of these games, maybe talk about what you did or why you did it and learn from other people why they did it. You'll learn how to play against them better in all games, I think. And you'll just be a better game player yourself. And you know what, Aaron? That's no lie. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to episode 21 of Board Games with Variant Hex. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Twitch, all at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com. Do you enjoy deception games? Have you tried any of the ones mentioned in this episode? Let us know on any of the platforms I've just mentioned. The next episode will be myself and Aaron talking about the Kickstarter games we received in 2021. Unless you're listening to these backwards, in that case, it will be Adam, Aaron, and myself playing more board game games, this time with 20 questions and board game components. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. <laughs>